Hallelujah. Oh, your clapping is not. God bless you. you may be seated. Um, we're about to start a very fantastic, powerful, over, over, over fantastic something. And um, we are going to be using this book, Retention and Church Growth. I would say buy the book before Bishop Sam comes up so that as he's taking us through it, you can read it alongside because otherwise you'll be writing notes on paper, then transfer it into your book, then the paper will get missing, then the book is left raw and untouched, then you will get nothing out of it. But we have this morning right here and um. I, I don't know how to describe him. A man full of wisdom and, and, and anointing. Uh, if I say a photocopy, he's shorter than the bishop, but he's a photocopy of, of the father. Yes, he's, he's a photocopy. He, he leads, I mean, he, he's the one who has taken a chapter of the book and made it into a book. It's an anointing. Yes, it's an anointing. To take a chapter of the book and make it into a book. If he goes chapter by chapter, he'll have a whole series by himself. Just quickly, 30 cities, 50 cities. You can pay 50 if you like, 30 cities if you like. Quickly, just raise your hand right now. I want us to do it in two minutes. In two minutes. At the back there, just raise your hand. Get a copy right now so that we are done. And then we can start with the powerful session. And if you don't have a copy, I don't know why you are here. You've gone to classes and you don't have a textbook then there's no point coming to the class. You might as well be a freelance student. You're a volunteer student. It is, this is not for you to see the full scope. I see a hand over there. I see, I see a hand at the back there. I see a hand at the back there. And you know, as you're going past somebody who doesn't have a copy, ask him why. Why don't you have a copy? What is your plan? You don't have a copy. You're, you're coming to sit in class. Beautiful. There's a hand at the back there. My, my booksellers are not seeing the team well. Anybody who doesn't have one, just give him one and collect the money. Open his purse, check his wallet, and take it out yourself. Help them to do it faster. Yeah. Hallelujah. I see another hand. There's a hand over there. Yes. Beautiful. This is a fantastic book. I got my copy last year. I'm trying to understand the book in its full entirety. And I tell you, only a doctor can write this book. <laughs> but he will explain in the course of time. That it's just a, just a, a man of high anointing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um beautiful this morning you're about to be blessed if nothing you don't have anything you'll be a good leader and you shut the door the back door of your church your church will grow automatically after this in the name of jesus please welcome upstage bishop ishmael sam of loyalty house international Hallelujah. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for this morning and for this session. Amen. Let's take our seats. So, I like the testimonies. Um, Evangelic, I say Evangelica, Episcopal sister. <laughs> I'm calling that Evangelical sister. They say because I'm closer to the Voter Regional, I like the Evangelical Presbyterian Church, Episcopal sister. <laughs> the testimonies are great. You know, recently we had a camp. We had a camp and uh, we went through making your, it's basically making your percentages grow and your centers grow. And then um, the camp was in, I think, November, October or so, or November. So in February, December, January or so, somebody sent a testimony from one of our branches. And she said after the camp, she decided to do what I said they should do. And she was saying that her bar center or her center was just about five or six. And at the time she was talking, we were about 40 or 60. So she sent the, so I put a testimony on the pastor's page, shepherd's page, and all of them started. He said, oh, Charlie, we all had a camp. Look at what this, and she added her name and everything, her phone number. So everybody, she was a real human being that everybody could see from one of the, councils, not even my own my own branch, but one of the councils. You see, and they were all surprised. You see, and some were making comments, honest comments. Actually, we all had a camp. We all had a camp, but since we came, we have added nothing. Somebody even said to me, I have not even read through whatever we did before. We confessed it and everything, but then they realized that the thing, if you do it, it will work. It's as simple as that. If you do it, it will work. It does not work because you have not done it. You came for the conference, you went for the camp, but you really have not done it. Amen. Amen. So it's very important that we do it. Then one of the very important part of church, church work, you see, is the Holy Spirit. So retention, church growth, Loyalty, leadership, everything that we talk about must, it's all geared towards doing the work of God. Because somebody says, I am building my church. Let's say you're an architect. The person says, I'm building my house. This is what I want. And then he says, Do put this one, you put this one, do put this one. Because the way my life is, this is what will make me do this. And then when you can say, No, 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 put the this thing, of course, you give your professional advice, but the person, this is how I want it. Do you see? You, you are going to, as an architect, design in such a way that the person will like it. Is that not what it is? Design the way that the person will like it and flow with it. Otherwise, anything like that, other than that, becomes something else. So I remember when I moved to my house, somebody visited me, and the person was making a few coins. Then the person said, anyway, it depends on how you live. Do you get it? It depends on how you live. Some people are family people. Some are very family people. I even remember somebody came to, somebody saw that in my, somebody saw that in one of the rooms or wherever it is. <laughs> <You> people, uh, 
<laughs> so, so it's good. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's good to. So, so they do it. Like some people, if you go to their bath and um, um, bedroom, they have their toilet and things. There's that also. Now, I remember somebody went to somebody's toilet, bedroom and saw the toilet and bath, and it's the one like this. The person said, no, no. He, he can't go to the toilet whilst his wife is there. Do you get it? So, so the toilet is in the thing, but it's locked. So when he goes in, he locks it so that he can be free. <laughs> he can be free. Do you get it? But others, they don't mind. The wife is there. He's also here. He's doing the thing. Flowing. They are making, they are, even having this love, romantic discussions like that. Things are flowing and things like that. So he would design his things like that. Do you get it? Somebody would design his bedroom even like a hall. Because he and the family like eating, being in the hall together, hey, bedroom together, talking, TVs in the bedroom, everything is there. So that's how, that's how he wants it. And that's what it makes the person happy. Do you see? So when you don't do it, the person goes to another person and says, ah, this is what I wanted. But the person didn't get it. So God also is building his church. Do you get it? He's building his church. And then he gave an instruction. You give an instruction. I'll read it. And then let's go to Exodus chapter 25. Then we'll see why the Holy Spirit is important in everything you do in your church growth, in getting leadership, getting loyal people, and everything. So Exodus chapter 25, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, The Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly, with his heart, you shall take my offering. Verse 2. And this is the offering which you shall take of them. Gold and silver and brass. This is the offering you take of them. Gold and silver and brass. So let's go to verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So why are they supposed to build their sanctuary? That I may dwell. So the reason is that I want to come and dwell with them. Do you get it? I want to come and dwell with them. But this is how I will come. This is how I want to come. Do you get it? This is how I want to come. That I will dwell with them there. So when you go to verse 17, when you go to verse 17, then he says, and thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Maybe at that time he was an Ashanti. Thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and half the breadth thereof. 21. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, of beating wood, shall thou make them. In the two ends of the mercy seat. And verse 21. And then 22. 
Okay, so 21, let's read 21. And thou shalt put the mercy seat above the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. And 22, listen, and there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony. Of all things which I will give thee in the commandment unto the children of Israel. So he says that, look, I will meet with thee. He said, I want to come and dwell among you, and I will meet with you. So you realize that God was giving all those things for them to do, went at, learned to give details of how to do it so that he can come and be with you. He can come and be with you. And you hear, you hear him talking about gold, talking about gold, talking about gold. You see First Kings chapter 6. First Kings chapter 6. You realize that many years after King Solomon also came and he also followed that plan that God has given to them. So First Kings 6, 20 to 23, you will see First Kings 6, 20 to 23. It says, and the oracle in the foremost four parts was 20 cubits in length and 20 cubits in breadth. And twenty cubits in the height thereof. And he overlaid it with pure gold. And so covered the altar which is of cedar. Verse 22. So. No, no, it's verse 21. So Solomon overlaid the house within with pure gold. And he made a partition of the chains of the gold before the oracle. And he overlaid it also with what? Pure gold. 22. And the whole house he overlaid with gold until he had finished all the house. Also the whole altar that was by the oracle he overlaid it with gold. Gold, 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 gold. 23. And within the oracle he made two cherubims of olive tree, each ten cubits high. Very, very Detailed. Verse 28. So, and he overlaid the cherubims with gold. 30. And the floor of the house he overlaid with what? Within and without. Amen. First Kings 6. 20 is what I read, isn't it? 748 to 50. 748 to 50. You see, even you are beginning to be bored about this, isn't it? Good. <laughs> 48 to 50. And Solomon made all the verses that pertained unto the house of the Lord, the altar of gold and the table of gold, whereupon the shoe bread was. And the candlesticks of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the, five on the right, five on the left, before the oracle, with the flowers and the lamps and the tongues of gold. And the bowls and the snuffers and the basins and the spoons and the senses of pure gold and hinges of gold, both for the doors of the inner house, the most holy place, and for the doors of the house, to wait of the temple. So you see that God gave them a plan. And in the plan, 
detailed. Cubit this, cubit that, cubit this, cubit that. So you can see that civil engineering started many years before. He knew what you need this, you need architecture started many years with God. Just as I told you, WhatsApp started many years with God. Do you get it? So God did all those things. But he realized that there was a reason. The reason is so that I will come and dwell among you. You see, I'll come and dwell among you. So if you want God to dwell among us, then what is the gold? And we know from how to transform your pastor, transform your pastoral ministry that the gold is, 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 typifies the Holy Spirit. You see, in the, old, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is typified by the gold. So God, in other words, it would doubt the presence of the Spirit. Nothing works. I you get what I'm saying? So there was a reason for the gold. So you see that if you don't understand why it is there, you may think it's just for decoration. You see, you may think it's just for decoration, but it was for a good purpose. Very important purpose. Very, very important purpose. That is why I say, I will come. So anything else you do, he won't be there. That is why if you go to 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, 2 Chronicles 12, 9 and 10, you will see that, he said that, so Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took all. He carried away up to the shells of gold which Solomon had made. Can you imagine? He carried the shield of gold which Solomon had made. Then look at what happened after that. Instead, of which King Rehoboam made shields of brass. Instead of which Rehoboam made um, shields of brass. So you can see that Rehoboam did not understand the meaning of the gold. He thought that the gold was just there for decoration. God specifically mentioned the gold so that he can come and live with you comfortably. Do you get it? But because Rehoboam, you know, circumstances and things had come and time has passed and everything, Rehoboam had, maybe he didn't receive the original instructions. Do you get it? But don't, for, don't forget that Solomon also followed exactly what um, Dave, um, 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 Abraham, Moses was doing. Do you get it? So, he said, no, gold is like Brass is like gold. They look almost the same. They look almost the same. So let's just substitute this thing. But remember, when a lot was taken away, with the, when they, 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 they attacked Sodom and Gomorrah, and lot was taken away, what did Abraham do? Because he valued the relationship he had with lot, he chased after them and collected lot back. Do you get it? So Rehoboam could have also, if he knew the value of the gold, that that would make their God come and live with them. The God who has given them the victories, the God of his fathers who had defeated and made signs and wonders in so many places. If he knew, he would have chased after them to collect the gold. But he didn't know, he didn't even care. 
He thought the gold was for decoration. He didn't care whether presence of God, what it meant. He didn't, he didn't care. So he didn't fight for it. Instead of which, he made something else. Do you get it? So, be, beloved, I am saying this for you to know that the Holy Spirit is very, very important in our attempt to allow ourselves to be used by God to build a church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As God has privileged us and has had mercy on us, we cannot do without the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we, there is not your administration, key facts, whatever can replace, nothing can replace the Holy Spirit. They may look, it may look like it's working. It may look like it's working, but it cannot replace the Holy Spirit. And beloved, Holy Spirit has not changed with time. Do you get it? It's, oh, now before the modern times and this, the Holy Spirit has changed. The Holy Spirit, if anything, he may change how he dresses, but he hasn't changed his nature. <laughs> he, is, he has not changed in nature. The same Holy Spirit that Ananias and Sapphira's light and he, he said you have grieved. It's the same Holy Spirit who's working. He has not changed. The, God, the Holy Spirit who was present when Jesus said, I'll build my church. Do you get it? The same Holy Spirit. So he told them, don't even go do anything without the Holy Spirit. That is why in the chapter 2 of the retention and church God, he says that the, he talks about the role of the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? What I read earlier, you can find that one in Transform Your Pastoral Ministry. But the role of the Holy Spirit, which you can also find in Mega Church, is also here in chapter 2. And Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. He said, Then he answered and spake unto them, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, the Basenta leader. The Basanta leader, the person who had been sent to go to a place to start bringing a bus, that you don't know how you even first get the first person to sit on the bus, let alone know how to negotiate for a bus to come to church. He says to the person, saying, Not by might, nor by power, Amen. but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Not by might. Because Zerubbabel was also faced with the same challenge of going to start a new branch. I remember when prophet asked me to move from um, Cornerstone Cathedral to Dowenya. The day he came to see the land, we were going back. In fact, when he, we, were, we were there, then he, he, laughed, he started laughing. Then he said, hey, the thing is foul. The place is foul. I thought it's like around the roadside. And now it is a built up area beginning to be built up. But there was nothing there. There was nothing. You see only bushes. Forests. We just drove and drove and drove. Then he prayed on the place. And it's like, hey, would this thing work? Would this thing work? Who will come here? Middle of nowhere. Who will come here? And the building too was big. We didn't take our time to build. 
the building was big. Hey. So as we were building, I was asking myself, who is coming to occupy this place? Who is coming to occupy this place? Who is coming to occupy this place? But you know, I kept encouraging myself with the mega church and these scriptures that not by might, not by power, not by might, not by power. You see, many times we limit God. We limit God. And some of us, we have plateaued because we have started, we have already limited God. Do you get it? It's not by might. It told Zerubbabel, this thing will be done. It's by my spirit. So allow the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? Wherever there's the Holy Spirit. That's why God says, bring the gold. Because when the gold is there, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. So when the gold is there and he's in the midst of you, then he will do his mighty works. You see, then you don't have to, because where the iron is blunt, that is where you have need of energy, more strength. But when the iron is sharp, they just put the thing in the taste like uh, um, 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 hot knife going through butter. Then it's gone like that. And if you walk with God, if you don't take it, people will even think you are lazy. Because things just work and you don't know what you are doing. Things just work. Most of the, 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 the most are done in secret, but they see things just working. So how come when you do this, or it's working? No, it's it's not by might. It's by my spirit. Hallelujah! Say it, the Lord. So some of you as are standing sitting here, maybe you have struggled with your ministry, and we all struggle in ministry in one time or the other. After the COVID, it had not been easy for so many ministries. Even a whole, a whole bus center, a whole center was wiped off by um, the COVID. Some relocated, some lost their jobs, some went to their village and they realized they could farm instead of, doing <laughs> instead of working in all those places. So they first started farming. So they are gone. Hallelujah. They are gone. Things come, you can't find people. It's like free education. You see, now you can't have ourselves to help for you again. They have free education to go to. Mm. You could pay your school fees. You, you can't see how important it is. If you have been a household before, and you know that paying school fees is not easy. You have, one of the commonest complaints I hear is that I can't have ourselves. But they are not there. They are in school. And this, when they come, they will tell you that after this and this, I want to learn hairdressing. Because they today have SHS. I want to learn this. I want to learn this. If you don't do it, then they go. So you see, you keep changing your house help. It, it didn't used to be like that. Do you get it? So depending on how you are looking at it, you will see whether it's good or bad. But you are struggling. You are struggling. You don't know what to do. But you are not the first person who has struggled with things that are not working. Oh, Bishop Hajj, that not so. You are not the first person who have brought sheep that the next day you went, nobody joined the bus. <laughs> you are not the person that you call the people and all of them, so who will come. So you know that today, dear, at least 17 people will come. But when you were not even one showed up, 
and they are calling you, your center pastor is calling you, when are you arriving with your bus? If you don't take it, that alone crowd can make you be bored and leave the church. <laughs> that alone can make you be bored. But you see, there have been many instances like that. Look at Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. You see, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. And the, the basenta was without form and void. The church was empty and void. Sometimes you go and sit at the back of the church, you see empty chairs like decoration. Because they, our chairs too are colors, colorful, so it's like, it's as if it had been arranged for colorful display. You sit at the back, say, ha, son of man, can this church be filled? <laughs> You only say down the west. <laughs> Form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. It doesn't look like in uh, Kodongo or in, um, uh, where do you call it? Odum Ejra, Sokoban. Sokoban, they say just here. Sokoban, Ejra, Sokoban. And, um, the place that the, the, the cattle people are, Agogo. Agogo, and all those places. It's like, Charlie, can anything be done if you just search the district? Where the Muslims are a lot. Is it going to work? Is it going to work? But the Bible says something was happening. Hallelujah. The gold was happening. See, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You get it? Which means that, yes, Shishak has come for the gold, but you can go and bring it back and use it. It will work for you. It was moving. It was moving, and then the Bible said, and the Lord God said, let there be. So you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Bible says, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest to give you laborers. Do you get it? It is the Holy Spirit who convert ordinary men into laborers for God. Yes, it is the Holy Spirit who convert ordinary men and women in the church and then convert people who thought that they have, they have been educated to do a certain kind of job and suddenly find themselves become shepherds of sheep. It's only the Holy Spirit who convert the mason or the professor to be a good shepherd. It's the Holy Spirit. And the Bible abounds with examples of such works by God. When the Spirit converts people and use them. Do you get it? It's the Holy Spirit who convert Bishop Hodge to be a shepherd. Because yeah. I knew him some 30, 40 years ago. 75, there about. No, 80, no, 83. 83, 82, this. But when were you chasing Regina? In school? 78, and about. Because the wife was my classmate. This form. I knew him. He used to come. To look for her. I mean, they were, she was a Christian. He was trying to spoil her, but she, she was a, 
sexy and pure. And he would look at him and say, ah, who is this guy who is coming here for this girl? There were times we attempted to break his legs. It is only the Holy Spirit who can convert such a man to become a laborer of sheep. A laborer of sheep. Because his friends were some way. His friends were people who had money, wealthy people driving cars by heart. When they start their car with second gear, the next time they will change to third gear is when they are riding, spoiling their parents in car engines. In Takuradi. Yes. Racing and things. Who will change such a person? To become a, I'm talking about laborers for God. Laborers. It is the Holy Spirit. That's of course, bring the gold. When the gold is there. So the gold is for a reason. And the Holy Spirit is for a reason. You cannot think that you don't need the Holy Spirit. You can't make the mistake of Rehoboam at all. You see, and when they kept the gold, remember when they dedicated the temple? The Bible said the, the cloud of glory filled the temple. The closest we have come to a cloud of glory is our smoke machine. For, for, that's the closest. We are coming to the cloud of glory. When we lead the soul like that, somebody said that when the soul, someone said when the smoke, so the smoke comes and they, they are singing, you speak in tongues. Then I will say, "Gum." <laughs> Goose people are saying, hey. <laughs> "Then wait till the rare one comes." All you do, you say, "I will say, Gum," because they were singing some nice cool music. And then I started speaking. Receive, you are receiving. And then she opened her eyes and then says, There are ghost people all over me. I said, I see. <laughs> you see, when the God was there, the Holy Spirit, when, there, when there's the glory, when there's the presence, it, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mind. So bring him into your midst. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is the one who pray ye therefore. So when Jesus got the laborers, when he got the laborers, they needed to be changed. To be, uh, when God the people, they needed to be turned to be laborers in the kingdom. So he needed, even though he had walked with them, he had taught them everything, he told them, no, you need the Holy Spirit to start. Because Peter was eager. Because if it were you, and somebody said, I will die. And the third day, I will come back from the dead. And he comes. Wouldn't you have the, the zeal to just immediately go and witness about it? You have the zeal. You get the zeal immediately. You want to go out and talk about him. He said, no, 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 no. It's not. You see, even before I resurrected, they said, you have come to steal my body. They said, my body was stolen. So that your the testimony you are going to give, it will do nothing. Something else must help you. To do the testimony. Amen. Something else must help you. It's not by might. And remember, he told us that in the gates of hell. So it's warfare. It's warfare that we are fighting. The gates of hell is fighting the church. 
And you need your most powerful ammunition to fight. You need it because he has released his forces. And you also need yours. So it's not just going to talk. It's not just going to talk. You need the spirit to convert people to become laborers. You know, we have nice Christians workers, but they are not laborers. Because the Holy Spirit has not made them to become laborers. You, you, have been, you have been impressed by them. You have been impressed by them. The way they talk, the way they do so, come and do this for me. Oh, you come. But they are not really anointed. They are not really laborers. Hallelujah. So you see that in the Bible, the Bible abounds examples. So, church, you have people in your church say, who can do a lot. All that you need to do is to tell them, like Jesus told the disciples, that no, 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 don't start anything. Just wait for the promised Holy Spirit. All that you need to do is to teach them to know the Holy Spirit. Call them. Teach them to know the Holy Spirit. I didn't even know when E.S. Joy was saying that we had four weeks of fasting in Tamale. I, didn't, I don't even remember. One week of fasting. Monday to Friday. I don't even remember. Do you get it? I don't even remember. But we had one week of, and then Tamale was where I went that even when the ceiling fan is moving, it's worse. You just have to rather sleep in a I don't know whether it has changed. Hey! Do you get it? And today, go and look at Tamale. They made laborers. Recently, some people were coming to, the, to, the, to our um, um, sent, uh, council. And I asked, oh, Tamale, Tamale, Bishop Patrick, Tamale, Bishop. I said, hey, this work. Look at how doing one of them, one of them, I think he has the most of all the percentage, that's the most of the people coming from his center, from Tamale. Because a laborer was made. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. A, laborer, a laborer was sent to South Africa to school. A laborer was sent to South Africa to school. By the time he left today, we have a big congregation in South Africa because a laborer went there. Not just somebody who wanted to do anything. A laborer Hallelujah. So you can turn your members to become laborers. And when they are laborers, when they are laborers, that's why you can tell them, you don't don't pay them, but you can tell them to do anything, they are doing it. And they are happily doing it. They are not complaining. They are happily learning songs. They are happily doing follow-up. They are happily financing basentes. Because they are laborers. But how were they made? By the Holy Spirit. And how would it be made? By the Holy Spirit. So we need the Holy Spirit. And we cannot not talk about church growth, retention, and anything without reference to the Holy Spirit first. Because now God the Father is not with us. God the Son is not with us. The only person with us is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I will send the helper. So he's here to help us to build the church. And the, one of the areas we need help is for people to help go, go with us. We need that help. Uh, amen. 
So even Jesus himself, you can see that he didn't start his work without the Holy Spirit. Because he came in a form of man. You get it? So he started his work by the Holy Spirit. Amen. But in Acts chapter 1, 4 to 5, and being assembled together with them, Acts 1, 4 to 5, and, and being assembled together with them, commanding them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For truly, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Hallelujah. So you see that Jesus told the disciples that you need the Holy Spirit to start work. When you select your leaders, give them time to pray and ask for the Holy Spirit. And turn them, it's the Holy Spirit that will form them and make them to be laborers. To be a witness, to do the work. He says, you shall receive power to do it. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And I told you, it's a warfare. And you need power to overcome. The war going on in Ukraine. You see that it's a demonstration of power. Because one superpower came and said, I'm coming to take you. Then one small power is there, but other powers have started coming in. So he said, no, it's no more between superpower and a junior power, no, or small power. It's a game of powers. Because this person knows that if you do this, this is, can happen. So America is promising, I'll bring this. The person promised, I'll bring these powers. Listen, in the realm of the spirit, God is also assembling powers to give to you to do your work. If only you know what you are doing, that you need him. Yes. If only. So you see, the war has dragged. The war has dragged because when they were going, they thought that it would only be one, two days max. They are printed T-shirts. T-shirts, victory T-shirts, all over. Because I think max two days or three days they should finish. But the thing has changed. Now it's one year and it's still going on. It's forgive. You get it. You shall receive power. What you are seeing with your eyes is what also happened in the realm of the spirit. Bible says, how can you enter into a strong man's home? And take his goods, except you first. So just know that the person there is Jesus wouldn't have made reference to the gates of hell if it wasn't powerful. So you need, but the only way you can overcome is by another superpower. And that superpower is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. He said you can receive it. So be there. Be there. Then he said again in Matthew 9 30. Matthew 9.38 that pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send for laborers into his vineyard. You see, know that the, the, the thing is for God. He knows the particular laborers that you need to work. 
Some may look so nice to you. Like when um, Samuel went to the house of Jesse. Look so nice to you. Ah, surely you can be the percentage leader for this area. Surely you can be the actual leader. But if God himself makes laborers, you'll be surprised the Gideons who are around that God can make them to take thousands, take nations. But you are not allowing God. The Gideons who don't even believe in themselves. You'll be surprised. And many of us are surrounded by such people. Only taking time to have time for them and to introduce them to the Holy Spirit and expose them to the Holy Spirit for them to be there and change things. Having to be amazed sometimes, you see some people come to church, they're exposed to the Holy Spirit and they're able to do so much that you never thought. He said, one person alone He's doing so much, changing so many things. You, you are surprised. It's because the Holy Spirit is the person coming from the womb of prayer. Holy Spirit, as the Lord of the harvest, has sent a laborer. And let me tell you one second. Every, if even I need an organist to play in church, I pray to God, Lord, give me this kind of organist. Specific. I want this kind of laborer organist. I want this kind of laborer this. I want this kind of laborer this. I pray God. Say, the God of heaven to bring in. Send for laborers. You see, some of you, you need the God of heaven to send you laborer treasures. Because your money is being stolen. Yes. Laborer treasures. Laborers. So don't take it for granted. Don't be like Rehoboam. And instead of which... Just take anything and say, oh, there are people around. After all, it's intelligent enough to do the work. No. Intelligence is not the same as the Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit plus intelligence is super. Yes. Holy Spirit plus intelligence. But you see, unintelligence plus the Holy Spirit is far better than intelligence without the Holy Spirit. It's just a matter of time. Then you see the difference. Are you getting me? So... 1 Corinthians 3 7 says, So then, 1 Corinthians 3 7, it says, So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watered, but God that giveth the increase. Amen. So it says, Beneath is still the Holy Spirit. Oh, underneath everything is still the Holy Spirit making the church grow. You have gone, you follow up, you've done your prayer, you've done all your hard work. I say, it's good, but it doesn't. All those things, you know, you are, that's not what matters. It's the spirit that brings the increase. It's the spirit, the presence of God, the influence of the Holy Spirit that brings the increase. So, church, that is why we need that the gold is brought back Amen. into the church. Amen. The Holy Spirit is brought back into the church. We should be conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit that we need him to help us. Do you get it? We need him to help us. It's the Holy Spirit who will make you preach and the people will go and come back to church. Because when they, when they came to church, they had so many issues. And you didn't know about it. But you preached. Then they come and tell you that and when you preached, I, I, when I went, I wanted to come back. I couldn't stay because when you preached, God, I mean, my heart was filled with joy. 
God healed my broken hearted, my heart, my, my, my broken heart. God did that. And you don't understand what he's talking about or she's talking about. But because you have built it according to the design by the grace of God and the mercies of God, then the Holy Spirit is working. They will go and they will come. They will go and they will come. Because it's not your preaching. Though. Some of us, you think it's your nice preaching. Mercy. Sure. Mercy. It's not a nice preaching at all. It's the Holy Spirit. But your preaching must be nice too. But it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. When the Holy Spirit is there, your preaching is not nice too. But when the preacher is there, the Holy Spirit is not nice, it's better. Then your preaching is nice and the Holy Spirit is not there. The other one there, you are like a school. I get what I'm saying. So we need the Holy Spirit. I have a, I have a lot of examples, windows here, of how the Holy Spirit touches people. You know, I remember one when we moved to our place in Dowenya and we built a beautiful church, and the, a lot of the young people now started coming. Then the news was that now we're using juju. That's how young people are coming like that. So, unfortunately for us, one 31st night, one young man died in the whole area. Said, ah, this is why. You see, the people die. And then the thing will work. They have to die so that the thing will work. Hey, me, 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 juju, yeah. The closest I came to, I came to juju was when I was young. I think I was about 10 years or 11 years old. And some boy, he was supposed to be my uncle, or they told me that any girl I want, he can tell him, take me to a place. And the man will let me get a girl, any girl I want. Can you imagine? 10 years to be here. I saw a in here. So I said, okay. So I followed him. They went to a place that the man said, he mentioned, he said, the man did something, something, and put some white cloth and put a thread, mentioned the girl and put a thread, so the girl, the, the girl would die on him. So me too, small boy. You see, I should also mention, I didn't even know who to mention. So I remember my senior uncle or something has some friend be they call her Philomena big <laughs> big I mean normal auntie which I didn't know so me too I just said sister Philomena <laughs> that's the closest I came to Juju and I thank God it didn't work <laughs> I thank God it didn't work like, but now sister Philomena my, now, but now she's my grandmother I would have come to church with my grandmother. Uh, what so? <laughs> they said Juju. We brought Juju. So when they, before the family would come to church, they say we brought Juju. But the testimony I wrote here is about his mother. Today she's one of the most faithful people in the church. She's the one who rather is spreading our church in the area to everybody. You see, that's why I realized that is. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit, the anointing is to, is to heal the brokenhearted. 
when the presence of God is there. She came for the funeral. We preached. We did everything. But she said when she went home, she felt that. She didn't understand. She came to the church. No, she felt that I should come to the church again. In spite of all the things we're say, the people were saying, oh, I should come to the church again. I said, today she's very, very joined one of the singing groups all over the place. In the, and not knowing that they know her in the area too. So it's like, you know, whatever you are saying, the person who died that you say we have used for juju, the mother rather is the one talking about it. They say, what do you do? Do you get it? So, the Holy Spirit, when he's around, he does so many things. He makes people sit down to listen to you. He makes people go and want to come back again. That's why you need the Holy He He makes, you see, he teaches the people. You see, the Bible says in John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So, it's the Holy Spirit who teaches. So, sometimes when you are coming to preach, you have to say, Holy Spirit, my helper. What I'm come to talk about, they probably have heard it ten times, hundred times. What to make the difference this time? Please teach them in a special way. Teach them. When the Holy Spirit teaches you, you get to understand. You see that the way you react to a thing is different. That's why when we had a camp, one pe- the person who got the testimony, she had a special touch of the Holy Spirit. Do you get it? So she had fruits to show for what she had. So you have to pray that the Holy Spirit himself would take over 12 complaining, afraid people. One of them even was a devil. And he was replaced to spread the gospel till our time today. Hallelujah. So beloved, the role of the Holy Spirit Chapter 3 is talking about prayer, which is also very, very, very important. Amen. Amen. Then we spoke about the key of retention evangelism. The role of retention evangelism, the key role of retention evangelism in Chapter chapter 6, which you spoke about yesterday, Zan also, that soul winning is actually work. And you have to get all your members to be involved. Because I've come to see that it's not an easy work at all to retain a soul. It's not an easy at all to win a soul and keep the soul. Especially in our days and in our time. And one of the things that the, 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 the devil has done is that now he has, opened, he has helped us. The good thing we have done, which is good, most churches should come. Do you get it? But he has managed to also look, take the weaker side of it. Whereby... If you are in church and you are even corrected, no, you say, I'm going to another church. I'm going to another church. If you are a pastor and you, are, you go wrong, no, I'm starting my own church. That's also another trick of the devil. The gates of hell, eh, it works in so many ways. So many ways. But we still have to retain the souls. And that retention must not be done only by the pastor. The pastor actually is supposed to train you, equip you to do the work. So depending on the level, my pastor has trained me and equipped me to keep the sheep that he has given to me in my part of the burden I'm carrying. Do you get it? So my pastor, the prophet, has, has 
taught me, equipped me. Do you get it? So I'm doing my part. Then I have also I will also teach others and equip them to also do. And we 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 we, we keep doing that till the last person is also doing equipped to do the work. So it's look, it's 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 a very important part of the Great Commission to retain the soul. Not only to bring them in, because it's even more dangerous to bring them in and you don't retain and they go back. Not easy to come in again. It's even more dangerous. Do you get it? So we need to do that. And the Holy Spirit is available to help us. I don't know why we have help and we are not using the help. I don't understand. It's like you are reading the thing you can't see. One day I was reading I couldn't see. I said, where's my glasses? Where's my glasses? My children started laughing. Where's my glasses? They started laughing. No, no, the glasses was, you know, I put the glasses here like this. And I was asking, I couldn't see, where's my glasses? And they were laughing. So later they told me that your glasses is here. Then I brought it here. I said, oh, Charlie, the Holy Spirit is around. They are still complaining. Where's my glasses? I can't see. Where is the help? Has it happened to you before? The glasses is here. You are looking for it. <laughs> Wonderful. So it's work. And everybody must be made part of the work. That's why I said the harvest is plentiful. Now the work starts. You know, because this assembling is very important. Assembly. So I have to take my time and talk. The evening ones, they will come. But these ones are Special. special. You know, even this chapter talks about how first-timers and new believers are received and retained. Even the way you take first-timers, do you get it? The way you receive first-timers. When you read the book, they will be there, so I will just be jumping. The way you receive first-timers is very, very important. You know, I even came to see that sometimes utter call, you make utter call, and people don't come because they are shy. Yeah. 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 Right? People don't come and they are shy. And sometimes you realize that very important things are done in the church and they, are, they, they don't get to know. So how did I, one day I was there, I mean, it may not be what God wants you to do, but one day I was there, I said, look, it is how, do the altar call this way. So after that, I said, oh, those who are coming for the first time, raise your hand. Then they raised their hands. And I said, come forward. When they came, then I said, okay, if you are, this first time is so. But if you have been here before, if you have been here before, and you are not born again, raise your hand. And then some people raise their hands. A few people, hey, prophet, you are welcome. Good to see you. <laughs> and I thought I saw E.S. Adelana as well. Okay, okay. Hey, yes. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> That's my wife. Anyway. So, too powerful, too powerful. Amen. So then I said, come forward. So when they came, there were a lot. They said, those. So now when they came to stand, I said, now all of us should say the sinner's prayer. We all say the sinner's prayer. Then they took them. I told them, when you take them there now, 
As for those who said the sinner's prayer for the first time, and those, can you believe that those who said they were visitors, almost 90%, 99% were actually not born again. But they were coming as first timers without being born again. Do you get it? So I realized that even to make the altar call, it's different because even your church is not too large. It's different when your church is very large because two people standing up in a certain congregation is more difficult than 100 people standing out in a crowd of 3,000. There are different scenarios in how to do it. Do you get it? But then, how to receive them? So when I bring the first timers to the front like this, we have rules. Then I'll say, so when I bring them, the new believers group will already come. We already will be there. That's strong believers. That's the understanding campaign. They're already there. Then I said, all those, I will say all those who invited these people. So if you invited any of them. So usually, I do it getting to the end. So when, when you are watching, when I finish preaching, you may think I won't do what I call. I'll go and sit down. Do you know why? It's a secret. The secret is that most of the understanding campaign people and there are many. And I'm about to take offering. I haven't taken first and best. I haven't taken, that's why I said, you people say you are serious, I can't see. I haven't taken first and best. I haven't taken offering. I'm not coming to make an announcement that I need funds to go and do all that. And they are not there. And some of them, they are heavy. They say, ah. And I can't wait for them to go and come. The service will not close early. So I put one and two together. I said, you sit down, let me finish my everything. And you know sometimes when anointing is there, you make the altar call, then the, those who are not born again will come. Yeah. But when you finish preaching, you talk about money and all those things, and they, are, they want to be born again, they won't be born again. Do you get it? Because it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. So now, when I realized that the conviction of the Holy Spirit would have went after the, all my announcements, I said, okay, now, if you are for the first time, come. You go and be convicted again in the understanding campaign. He said, so they're all listening, announcement, everything. Then I'll make, if you have here for the first time, mostly we are serious for another church. I won't have for the first time. We are serious. I won't have for the first time. Of course, if you came for baby dedication or something, that's different. Do you get it? So, but when they come, I say, all those who brought them, come and stand behind them. Do you get it? So all those, so somebody brought them. Yeah. And those who come on their own, I always tell them, I brought them. Because I always pray that God bring them yeah. from the west, from the south. So I brought them. They came for my prayer. Yes. So they will stand there and so I came on my own. Then when we finish, then we say that we want spiritual parents. So we have basantes who are on duty. Can you imagine if all these people have left before your offering? You get it. So all this I've left before your offering. This is a secret. I hope it's not online. All this I've offering. So we bring no, no, no worry. So then the the, the basanta on duty become the spiritual parents. You get it. Become the spiritual parents. So now we have two people who are going to account for the one soul. Apart from the understanding campaign three. Do you get it? You are the spiritual parents. The person who brought him or her. And then understanding campaign. So when you are looking for somebody, when you are looking for somebody and they say, oh, we can't find this person. You know that we asked, when you called, you didn't get a person. Have you called 
the spiritual parent. Because can you imagine most of us? How many of you know your car number? That's understanding. Up to today, I still don't know my car number. And let alone your phone number. Now see, I think I remember. For a long time, I didn't remember my phone number. And most of the people today don't, they don't, they don't. And I don't know some of them today are shy. They don't have phones. Their mother's phone. They won't tell you. Then they will give their number to you. The one you call, say, "Who is this? Why me? So please, I'm calling. Mimimbawa soldier. That's also another problem. Do you get it? So we have the 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 one who brought him to church. So the number is there. Immediately you call, you don't find a person. You just call that person. Then we'll ask you, have you called a spiritual parent as well? But we found out that mostly the spiritual parents will have the number. Mostly. Because you know, the ones who bring them, they are basenta leaders. They want their basses to be full. So they come and say, so they bring them. But actually, they brought them because they wanted the bus to be full. Do you get it? It's the spiritual parents and an understanding campaign. An understanding campaign, the work is too much. They are teaching them. They are doing so. Sometimes they also are overwhelmed. But the spiritual parents, and the spiritual parents hold them for the six weeks. You get it. Sometimes it's pastors. That one, we can say this week all pastors are spiritual parents. Next week, this pastor. So, so now we can even have a 10 week cycle. So you have enough time to bring, up, to bring up your spiritual child. And when we need them, we can come to you. And we have a list of spiritual parents. When the COVID came in, we, we, we went down a bit, but we started again. Do you get it? So one soul. How many people are taking care of the soul? Three. So if you may think I just, because for me, I think that the internal evangelism is also important. Because the bus, people just bring the people to church. It's like tanker driver or two village owner or who you know the two. He has even forgotten. He has even forgotten that he gave birth in that uh, village. So when they are passing there, then you see that the children will start by the wayside. Pee, 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 pee. Ready? Then the mothers will be insulting them like that. <laughs> children will be waving the fire. Mothers will be insulting them. Yeah. So, just have that mind that the mere fact that somebody has brought them to church doesn't mean that means that the person is interested in them. He just probably put them on the bus. But now somebody is a spiritual parent. Now somebody is also there to take of the person. Do you get it? But if your church is let's say hundred, one fifty, you have no business talking about spiritual mother, spiritual. You should know everybody. You should know everybody. Some of you, your church is seven. When I ask you your members, let me go and look for my administrator to come and tell me. Yeah, let me look for my administrator. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Your church is hundred. We ask you for the list of them. Say, let me go and look for my administrator. You should be able to. When, when the church was two hundred, I visit. I knew every where everybody was staying. I knew the school they were attending. I knew their f- names and nicknames. But you are not interested in them. Your church is 200. And every time we ask you for the list, you want to see your administrator to bring your... Let me see. You have administrator, you have secretary, you have PA. All of them must come in. 
That's why you don't, you can't find your sheep. You don't know their names. Do you get it? So this I'm preparing you for the thousands of members. By hundred and things, don't of course you can also start a special program because now you are training them. You get you are training them. But when your church is fifty, ah you should be able to visit everybody yourself. Pastor. You should be able to visit everybody. Now when you are going to go with people say so you teach them how to do it. Do you get it? When your church is 100, you should know their names. You should know the school they go to. You should know their grades. You should know this. You should know their mother. You should know their father. You should know all those things. You should know as a pastor. As a shepherd. Because I'm beginning to see... Even, even percentage leaders have secretaries. Now even percentage leaders have secretaries and PAs. When you ask them, they are now calling their secretary to bring you the list. What is this? Hmm. Are we administrators or we are shepherds? You are looking at my face. That's why your members are going, you don't know. Say amen. amen. So we need, we need to take our first timers seriously. Do you get it? One of the things, it's about first, for instance, in our church, we have a lot of music. And first, so when first timers can, they should be part of the music. So you cannot sing a song whilst you have not given the word to the person to put on the screen. Because as soon as the person feels like I'm a visitor, I'm a visitor, I can't say, the person doesn't feel like coming back again. There are all ways of keeping first-timers. That's what will make them come another time. Because they come and you are singing your songs. They, they, they've not heard it before. So they are standing there. They are watching. So you'll be forced to sing Yabo Shraye. Because now everybody knows how to sing that song. I get what I'm saying. So force them to put it on the screen. That's why pray for laborers. You see this laborer, when you say the verse, now it's there. When you say that some laborers, when you put them there, you tell, by the time you are finished, before the verse will come, you have to yourself go and look for the verse and everything. So you see, they make even preaching nice, easier. But they are laborers that have come from the womb of prayer. <laughs> they are happy. I saw today is working for them. Eh? <laughs> Don't worry, we all have them. Sometimes it works for them. Sometimes, especially when visitors come. Hey, that day it takes. You don't know whether something has happened to the laptop. <laughs> so let your first timers feel welcome. Near to first time, it's for welcome. Sometimes you, the pastor yourself, you should go and meet with them. Sometimes when I do the altar call like this, some of them I will just talk to, oh, good to see you. Tell when we close, see me, see me. Personal touch. Truly too. After the understanding can says somebody's looking for me. When I go, is this convert who just got born again? He said, oh, you said I should come and look for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you live? This, this, this. But I realize he's in church again. Do you get it? So be interested. It's not automatic. Because when they came, the strong man saw them off from the bus and waited for them. He's waiting for us. So they sit in the bus. He comes for, for them again. So do something else. Extra. Yes. Some time ago, they told them that the drink we give to them. We put something in it. That's why they come again. <laughs> I didn't know. 
They said, this church, when, they, when you go and they give you that, that drink, don't drink it, because if you drink it, that's it. You always go there. I didn't understand. I, I was shocked when I heard it. You always go there. It means that it's working, isn't it? It's working. So be interested in your first timers. So where do they meet? Some of you are first timers. They go and stand in the sun. Your understanding campaign leader will take them because you don't have anywhere to meet them. Then they say that me, I won't come here again. Even before they left, they won't come again. Do you get it? If you know you don't have anywhere to get there, you can say, oh, please wait at the back. You give them their forms and read about a service. And after service, don't let them sit down as if nobody cares for them and everything. Then when you finish, they now where, where are you guys? No, 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 no. Treat them well. Treat them like babies. Treat them like precious souls. So it starts from there. Retention starts from there. How, how they feel welcome. Sometimes even to walk from the back, we tell the courtesy stars that, please, you see, the church is big. Even you, the member, when you are coming to give offering, you see that you are shy. To walk from the back. You don't, you don't get to the front of that. You walk out, maybe your walking starts changing like this. It's like, you don't know, everybody's looking at you. So say, somebody should come with them. So they walk with them or something that those who brought them go and hold their hands and come with them. You see, so when they come and they are going, then they are walking with them so they don't feel shy, out of place. Things like that. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So, if you're able to do this, I think I've even finished my. If you're able to do this one alone, it's enough. Yes. Major backdoor to know them. And sometimes when they come and stand there, I even crack jokes with them. Because the person when he came was a, he's carrying Rasta, Rasta hair. He's already confused. So I said, Oh, Charlie, how? Charlie, make you see me after. Eh? And they always come. They always come. And they will talk, do this. And those, your so called bodyguards and your protocol people. You warn them that when the first time has come to see you, it's not the same. Don't bully them. There's a certain weight. Your so-called bodyguards and protocol. See, so the first time will never come and see you. To, if you have, because some of you have 50 members, your protocol is 40 members. <laughs> that alone is caring people. Hey. Say Amen. So it's very important how, because Luke 15, 10. Say, likewise, I say Luke 15, 10. Shall I just praise you? So Luke 15, 10. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. So it's not that one sinner. It's so important to, so assemble all your resources to make that one sinner feel important who has repented. Feel important. And pray to God for good understanding campaign people. Because by the grace of God, the understanding campaign people, too, they love them. Sometimes you go, they bought television. They bought this. The last time when they bought some screen, I'm sure they used it to teach them 
and things that they are always doing things to make the people I don't know how they get their drinks from I don't know how but they always have something to do for them they always have the, the last time they were going to do baptism they were, all, they were like angels white gowns I said wow so they are the, the laborers is that not so they are laborers that's why you have to pray specific for this specific people to come amen so you should make sure that you get your believers as they come for the first time to be comfortable and then make sure that if you have a, a strong believers school on the standing campaign make sure that it's also serious and important to you so sometimes you get to a point of the service and you say that all those in the strong believers school take your bibles take your books and go and they feel important you see them going like this with their boots. Send your girl child to school. <laughs> Send your boy child to school. Then they are going like that in droves. Then they will go. Before, because by the time you finish closing, they are all going on their, their buses to sit down. Yeah. Do you get it? So when you do that, you say, by the time you realize, because the understanding campaign people to Sunday, they, the person just came for last week, they may not be able to know all of them. So when you do that and they go with time before they will know them, have time for them. If you really want them to stay, then they must be important to you than, more than your announcement you are going to make. Yeah. They must be important to so you to treat them in a certain way that they will feel important, they will finish the New Believer School. Recently, they sent me the attendance and those who have finished New Believer School. And I realized that by the grace of God, we exceeded the biblical quota of 25% retention by the grace of God. You know the biblical quota. The Bible says, so I went out to sow. You know the ones that they are 25%. By the grace of God. And they brought all of them. That means those who finished the strong believer school. It means to me that, you know, some people do come. They don't finish, but they are still in the church. They are still in the church. And we can know that this person, I don't know what happens, but they are still in the church. But those who finished, do you get it? They brought them to us. And so the next thing I tried to do was to do what? When I got the list, was to now give the list to some group of people. That's the whole of last year. Those who finished New Bible School. I've given the list to a group of people, which is part of the things. As I'm saying, we are talking, so they will come here and then later when you read, you can follow the sequence. I've given, I've given it to a group of people. I say that, call all these people to know where they are. Yes. Because somebody who has come to church and I stayed for six weeks to finish understanding campaign and had water baptism and Holy Ghost baptism must, must be serious in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. At least. So let's go and see where they are. Let's go and see where they are. So now they are calling them all over. Calling them. So, oh, you came here. So by the time I, I, they will finish, I will get all the list. They will see. So now we may identify, and which we have identified that is the journey of the Basantes. So we have even now created another ministry within understanding campaign. And they are mostly responsible that they make sure they integrate them into Basantes. Because what happened is that when a Bas, maybe the spiritual mother is a chorister, the person wants the soul also to be a chorister. The soul is like me. He can't sing. Do you get it? So then they become discouraged and they don't join the choir and they don't join any ministry as well. You see, so now this group 
are going to make sure that if they are like me, they can't sing it, they want to be ashes. Let them be ashes. One of the ministries that I've, I'm surprised to see that people like is media. I don't know. I'm, 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 so, I'm so shocked. All of them, they say, want to media, want to do video. You want to do this, you want to do this, choreography. And this, I said, so I went to ask them, what do you people do here? That everybody says, I want to come to media. And I think they teach them how to take the video, how to edit, and how to do all those things. Is that so? Ah. Your ability to do social media is important. Uh-huh. So all of them, they can say, oh, media. Then they'll go to media. So I was wondering why. Do you see? So, no. And so, so can you imagine? The person says you want to go to media. You say you come to Dancing Stars. <laughs> you are the person who sort of said me, uh, and I said, I mean, you know, do you get it? So, so, be in, so now we have introduced that also as part of the understanding campaign. Because how can you have all these people finish school? It means they must be serious. There's some seriousness somewhere. Because not everybody goes to New Believer School. But the list is there. And we are calling all of them one by one. One by one. All of them. It doesn't take long to call. I think, I don't know how they do it. But they have specialized in this. Because I got to know that now people are employed as telling something. Telling. No, no, no. Employment. Real employment. Yeah, they call. Recently, my two graduates in church, they belong for jobs. When they came to tell it, they pay them handsomely. I said, hey. so what do you do? We call people to find out the products whether they have problems, whether they know, I think the software company, so whether they know how to use it, are they having any problem assessing it, are they having this, are they having this, and they all call me, they say they've, been, they've received their first salary. Are they any important? How much more the house of God? You too, you should get people to be trained to call souls. How are you doing? This and that and that and that. So that's what they are doing with their own data. With your name. <laughs> That's why I have to call for laborers. Yeah. With their own data, they are calling them, finding out where they are. But as I said, I've got now those people, if they alone, recently they saw me a certain um, statistic. I said that if all these people were in the church, we should be the car park should be part of the church. Yeah. The car park should be part of the church. We should have we should park the cars outside. So where are they? That's why you have to strengthen, like Bishop will say, the back, the door to the back is also wide in its uh, forward. So we need to close it. Definitely, some will go, but at least it shouldn't be 100 people come, 200 and 101 go out. So even that, that means that even what you have is also reducing. Do you get it? So let's, let's do that. It's very important. That's where retention starts. And you, the pastor, be interested. You get it. Walk through the. You've never visited your understanding campaign. How they meet a new conversion before? You've never been there before. You've never been there before because when you close or sit in the office and your secretaries are ringing people to come and see you. 
Is that really people coming? No, no, no. The people, they all, you see, and also, as I said, in the church, I've made is now the next level will be a case, but it hasn't gotten there yet. It's a rule that when we close from church for the first 10 minutes, don't talk to anybody you know. Don't talk to anybody you know. What happens is that after service, new people are sitting there, and you know this person you are chatting with, you even came from the house with a person, and you are going to be the last one to go from church. And still, after service, no, you come and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Then the convicts are sitting down there, moving, and they will sit there. And then they will, nobody cares. The people that I can see have been very, some of them have been very, very active in the church. Where people that I, after a while, I'll come to the church, see that they are sitting alone. When they came to the church, they, Sweet influences, which are one part of the choir was rehearsing. And I saw some young girls sitting at the corner there. So I went to her and I said, what are you doing here? And I could see that she was enjoying what they were doing and she wishes that she was part of them. So I said, what are you doing? So she was just waiting for her friends. Who is your friend? I think the friend, even she has forgotten the name of the friend. So I just said, no. Do you know the poor singer? And he said, yes. Would you want to join them? Come and see. Suddenly so something that I became brightened. Yes! So I held her hand. Then I went to tell them that I'm giving you a new person. And they were happy. They clapped for her. And I told her that, can you, so can you dance their dance? I didn't even know. She started, just said, she was admiring them. But as they were rehearsing, it didn't occur to them. The sheep sitting at the corner there. It's a potential member. It's a potential member. It didn't occur to anybody. It's a potential member. So you see that some people come to the church, they are sitting there. You pass them, you go. If only you go and talk. And many people are giving that testimony that I came to them and I spoke to them. That's why they stayed. And I don't remember. But for me, that's what the shepherd must do. You are a shepherd, that's why you should look for the sheep. Make them happy. So as far as I'm concerned, it's not an effort. It's not anything extra I'm doing. I have to come and see you. So when we close on church, you can ask my wife. Even when she asks me certain questions, she that sometimes she that the north wind is trying to blow. Be- and all, so all those who know that they don't come quickly to me after service. They know that I'll be looking for somebody that I haven't seen before, so I can. I've, oh, how, how are you? And so I even tell them, I'm not. Are, are you in church? I haven't seen you. Please, when you close, see me. Often they say, oh, they've been in, oh, they've been here. How long? One week. I said, yes, that's why I don't know you. Because one of the ways of a pastor is that when you are preaching, look at the faces of your members. And often church members sit at particular places. They sit at particular places. Occasionally, that the ashes will move them and they will fight the ashes, but it doesn't work. But often, they have particular places that they sit. So when you look there, you don't find it. If you don't find it, say, last week we were not in church. Last week we not in church. Say, yeah, it's true. Because the only reason I said that I didn't see them at where they sit, they, they usually sit. And wouldn't you be happy that out of all these people sitting there, pastor was able to make you out that you were not in church. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you feel special? You feel special and wanted. Do you get it? So that's where the thing starts. It doesn't start with statistics. When they feel that you want them to fill a form to know that they are part of your ministry. They don't like it. No one likes it. 
No one likes it. Are you here with me? So let's be interested. Let's meet them well. Because, look, if the people who came to your church last year, you have only 10% in your church now. But now your church is having two services. At least mine. Do you get it? So let's, let's see that it's very serious, very important. Let's give it all our attention. And don't let, don't let pastors come and waste your time when you finish preaching. If you're a pastor, are you not a pastor? Don't you know you should wait? You yourself should be going to look for somebody. Why are you coming to see me? For what? Go and look for your somebody. When you finish, then you come and see me. Because the people are walking away. Walking away. And you see them. And then they'll go and sit on their buses. And then the bus center pastor, the, the pastor is meeting the bus center leader. And for two hours, they're on the buses in the sun. Waiting. They'll never come back. So you, the pastor, when you are meeting bus center leaders, tell them that, look, today you shall walk home. Let your people go. So I ask them, are your buses waiting? They have to go. You find a way of going. Do you get it? And then how can you say you are a center pastor? Your bus center members have brought their buses and the buses are leaving. And no pastor goes on the bus to even say hello to them. Because it's a church. The buses are churches. So you should go there and say hello to them. I'm not even talking about the senior pastor whatever, but there are other pastors. You should go there and say hello so they can pray with them. You get to say, sometimes you ask them, how can we close now you are sitting on the bus? Then you, 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 you tell them, who pay me, who pay dancing stars? Oh, me, I make journey. Now then I won't join it, will be on frame. You should ask that thing. Oh, then you say, follow me, follow me, follow me. And they'll be so happy. Hey! They'll be telling their friends. They'll they, they go and join. Meanwhile, dancing stars are there dancing. The members they need are on the buses, waiting for two hours. How is the bus center going to grow? The bus center going to grow. And you are saying, nobody is joining the choir. We've been here for days. Nobody wants to join the choir. They are sitting on the buses. You are not minding them. Going to them. What's the use of bringing them, going to Anakazo when the Anakazo is on the bus waiting for you? What's the use? You don't understand what you are doing. I get what I'm saying. So have you seen you have sheep? You have plenty sheep. But in the abundance of waters, there's something, something is thirsty for, for a gave. I get what I'm saying. So be interested in them. Let your pastors, I don't know whether they still do, but I told them no bus should live without a pastor talking to them on the bus. You know how human beings are. When you leave them small, they also forget. That's occasion. You have to shake yourself small for some meetings. I said, cool. Talk to them. Know them. Let the bus center leader know that beyond him, you also know the people. And then you see that they will, they will come. Amen. So, pastors, I think this is what we need, isn't it? This is what we need so that the people will stay. Basanta placement, I've spoken about that. That's why I said they are all the follow up by guardians. I've spoken about that. Because the guardians are very, they, they are, you've got guardians and the basantas, they have been in the church. So, sometimes, 
Even the person who brought them to church, because somebody can come to church today and next we bring a person. Yeah, the person, him or herself, is also a new convert. You get it? But the, those in the Basundas are much, a, a, a little bit matured. So when you call them or when they talk to the sheep, there's a way they talk to the sheep. Do you get it? The way they talk to the sheep and the sheep understand. Hallelujah. And they make sure that they also speak in tongues. These days we call ourselves charismatics, but in our churches, even choristers don't speak in tongues. What is charismatic about you? The charismatic is about the tongue, so what makes the charisma? It's about the tongue, the, the, it's about the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came, the first evidence of the Holy Spirit was the speaking in tongues. It doesn't make you born again. But it's important for you. If it wasn't important, Jesus would not have given him, him to us as a prayer language and also as prophetic language. Are you getting what I'm saying? So let them speak in tongues. Can you imagine? Always, some of you, you call for all night. More people don't speak in tongues. The last time we had an all night, we gave a prayer topic. Then I went out. When I went out, I realized that some guys... They all go in and the guy says something. So they were hiding towards another part. I could feel that these guys were going to sit down to chat. So I asked them, do you speak in tongues? You can imagine, say, Debbie. I realized, why wouldn't why, why they go and chat? So I came back and stopped the prayer meeting. I said, look, everybody should come back. So we came back and said, how many of you don't speak in tongues? Then I mean, I'm sure they were quite a number. They raised their hands. Actually, I'm sure because they've also not finished the strong believers school. So we said, okay, they should go and speak in tongues. They did the Holy Ghost baptism and they prayed in tongues. But you are having a prayer meeting all night. You don't even care to find out whether they speak in tongues or not. So the next time you go for one, I say, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. So they won't come again. Yeah, maybe I come and You get what I'm saying? So make sure. You see, these are very important too. Because if I'm with you and speaking some language, you are going up and down, yeah, la baba, yeah, la baba. And me, I'm standing and standing, my comedy radish, I'm your radi music, you erradi me jume, you erradi my cutting in a way. Me jump the okana wo bakana wo sweat him they have something on me, I won't come. So there is something that they have. That's why they come for the all night. So be interested. Are you get what I'm saying? So that's why. And the new believers school too. They have graduation. The day they graduate, they be, they feel very proud. Pa. That is why others also want to go for the strong believers school. Are you get what I'm saying? So very very important. After what goes into the understanding campaign. I'm sure you know. So it's 12 o'clock. I think it's almost one. We take our first break, isn't it? When do we take our first break? So I do one more. We take our first break. And then we continue in the evening. Evening is going to be two sessions. So if I were you, I will not go anywhere. This evening normally starts at 5. Normally starts at 5. Normally, like Bishop says, I prefer... Those who come at five, they are the serious ones. So if even they are 12, Jesus left the church for 12 people. Do you get it? Uh-huh. There can be 120 and they are not serious. But they can be 12 and they are very serious. 
So we start at 5. So we have two sessions this evening. No? We'll do 5 to 6.30. And then we'll do 6.30 to 7.30, I think. So two sessions. No, 5 to 6.25 so that you can go and we for five minutes. And then we continue. So make sure you are here and you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen. But chapter 8. Practical ways of retaining church members. This is practical. And I'm going to jump to the, we have Pesanta Administration. Pesanta Administration. Pesanta Administration. Telepastoring. Okay. The pe means person. You see, so it means person based of friends follow-up system. Person based. Do you get it? So per center, per center. Do you see? So a persona, a persona is one of the ways of keeping converts in the church. So if you come to a place, for every five sheep, there is a friend who looks after them. And that's the persona leader for every five sheep. So, and they are, everybody, they are randomly selected from our um, database. database. Do you get it? So, let's say, um, beauty. One, two, three, four, five. You st- one, two, three, four, then you stand. So this is a persona leader. Ah, is that you? Okay. Simon. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Then she's a persona leader. Then one, two, three, four. Sometimes one, two, three, four, five. Then she's a persona leader. So you stand. Then one, two, three, four, five. Then she is a persona leader. So, so now I have three persona leaders. If I meet these three people, how many people am I talking about? I'm talking about 15 people. If I meet these three people, do you get it? So when I close from church and I'm having 10 minutes with these three people, I'm actually talking about 15 people. Yes. So the meetings are not just meetings we are having. They are not just meetings we are having. We are talking about 15 people, even though you see three people sitting there. And when they are five, they are how many? Your mouth. You see, you can't tell me. 25. So I'm meeting with five people. We are there. Ah, these five people, they went there one hour, then they are someone or more. We are talking about 25 sheep. You see five, I see 25. Do you get it? Now, what do they do? They are persona leaders. Now, which, why, what makes them persona leaders? We call, also call them friends. So, so it's, not a, it's not a ministry. It's not a basanta. It's not a fellowship. We call them friends. Now, let me ask you a question. Do I have to, do I have to, um, let's say, Carol is my friend. Do you get it? When I saw her, I didn't have to do anything extra 
to flow with her. Yeah. It's as simple as that. We've known ourselves for many years. Yeah. The flow is the oracle. We are friends. Mm. Do you get it? Yeah. We are friends. Mom, I mean, we are friends from 1980 something, at least. Uh, wife from wife from any chat. Nah, nah. We are friends from 1980 something. You are putting your point, yes. So we are friends. Do you get it? Now, if my friend is not in church, don't I have to know that my friend is not in church? I have to know. Do you get it? So these friends, they are a kind of leaders, but we call them friends. And what they do is that they they tell us how their friends are faring. So it's another way of retaining the people. These friends, the only thing they cannot do and they shouldn't do is to visit their friends. Physically. Do you know why? Because they are randomly selected. I don't know their spiritual maturity. And neither do I know the friend, whether the friend is a, a wolf or a sheep. So you cannot, you are not allowed to visit physically. The vis- any physical interaction should be in the church, around the church, that's all. Uh, that's about time. By the time I realize people are young of what you I would say yes. We say sheep here there. So now these friends, they have an administrator whom we call the Personta administrator. So every Sunday by by five o'clock, please, by five PM. So she is here as ES. Olivia, but she has five friends. Do you get it? She has five friends. As for the friends, everybody, including I'm sure me, my friends are all of them. But everybody in the church will have five friends. It's not a fellowship. I mean, what, what does it take? Um, what does it take to have five friends? Friends. And if you are fortunate, they are women. Women, they like talking. So they even want more friends. Do you get it? So every Sunday by five, they have um, a way of reporting. So they, they send to their and every 10 percenter leaders, percenter leaders have one administrator. You see, that's what a percenter administrator. So, so 10 of these people become, so that administrator, how many people is he looking after? 50. So when I meet three administrators, how many people have I met in the church? 150 people. When I meet three administrators, I've met 150 people. So you think they are wasting my time. Can you imagine if all the 150 people are coming one by one? If each gets five minutes, when are we going to finish? Even one minute. Yes. You see, so, but what is interesting about it is that they have friends. And when you close, see your friend. So you have to know, that is why if by five, you cannot say whether your friend is in church or not, we know that the people are not your friends. Because if your friend is not coming to church, you must even know by the Saturday evening. And unless something very, I mean like an emergency, you know by the Saturday evening the friend is not coming to church. Do you get it? So if by five you haven't brought it, you don't know your friends. So some of the services we call the friend service. So when we have friend service, I can call, let's say, lady, uh, yes, Adalina, please, can you come and mention your friends, whether they are in church? First, I'll ask, are your friends in church? 
So recently, we are going to have friend service. I served them, but it was a different way. All of them came to church. They thought I was going to do that. So for the first part of the service, everybody was like, hey, am I going to be called? Everybody was on alert. Then I, I spoke about something else about friends. When they themselves came to tell me, hey, the way we were scared. Because <laughs> we had just come out of the Christmas and things, so, you know, people have, are still recovering from the holidays. But when I called them, and I called them, you come and stand and say, please, are your friends in church? First of all, you have to know your friend, their name. This man is with prophet, Simon. He, he was a prophet, but he was with us for one year. What I'm saying, is it true or correct? Very true, yeah. He's not, he's not, he's my son. That um, prophet has borrowed, but he's my son. <laughs> you see, but he was there, you can ask him. Do you see? So, when you come and stand there, I say, first of all, are your friends in church? You see some scratching their heads. You know, they've forgotten about their friends. What if the person is your friend? Because me, any pastor in my church who's not coming to church on Sunday, they send me a test that they can give me the reason why they are not coming. So I know. So the person is truly your friend. Then you should know that the person is coming or not. It doesn't take you to now make calls to find out. Yes. And then also, you don't, only, you don't ask your friend about church on Saturdays. It's banned. Because your friend now begins to think that because of church. By Wednesday, and don't start by asking whether you were in church. Because you are a friend, you should know whether he was in, she was in church or not. Except for something you probably couldn't go to church. Because sometimes the leader herself may not come to church, but she wants to find out that they are in church. And it's working. Look, until the COVID, we're cruising like that. It was... The COVID came into the stairs, but we have we have reorganized and we are flowing. What happened was that we got the COVID, people had new friends. Not knowing that the old, when we did it, the old friend, the people wanted their old friends. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is that like they changed friends. So it was difficult for them. That's what made me to know that not knowing that people have come to like the, the, the yes. So even though it was a negative thing, I learned a positive thing from it that the thing is working. And that the people like it. Do you see? So every so that is why I said that your the labor force of your church must greatly increase. Everybody can do something. Can you imagine what does it take to have a friend to just a call call the person? Then when you when if you are fortunate and your friend can buy you kebab or something after service, they say, let's meet at the canteen after church. Then you just get some kebab. So you have a friend. Sometimes when you are coming to church and you have a friend, it's nice. You get it. I'm meeting my friend. You see, it's, it's, that alone makes you come to church. And some of you, that's why you, you must learn to be friendly. Do you see? You must learn to be friendly because all of you, since you, since all of you stood up, what's your name? If I needed someone to be my friend, this is the one I'll go. She's been smiling throughout. And I've gone to Nanaya. All of you are... You see, I'll come the next, but she's been smiling. Yes. But some of you are being serious. Hey, is she going to ask me another question? So when they are serious, they are thinking about the next thing 
that can whether will be I mean apart from Simon. Yeah, but next thing that can happen. I get what I'm saying. But you should so we teach people that you see, yeah, we know we are choleric. You know you don't but learn how to smile. You see, some of your face alone doesn't make people come to you. Your face alone. Every day why you need bunyo. We need serious. Mm. If you want to have friends, I would say show yourself friendly. Look at yes. In fact, I've been talking about her. Even today, I was talking about her with Olivia. That look, look at all these people, and she's not young, and they are so happy around her. Very happy. And the way I know her, I know she's she will discipline them too. So I don't know what. So I've been asking that. I said, what about her makes them? Because I know she's very straight. She would discipline and they love her. When they come home, they want to go back. And I said, what is happening in this place? What is happening there? He said, we want to go, we want to go one week, then one week before, before the school reopened. I thought that, I thought the school reopened. It was later I got to know that they are going one week before the school reopened. Because there's a camp and they are going to welcome the people who are coming. I said, ah, so the school has not actually reopened. <laughs> what makes them? You have to see there's something you have to do. You have to make them see it. And those things, they, they feel it too. They feel it. They feel it. That whether you are friendly or you're not, they feel it. And some of you have to sit in front of your mirror and learn how to smile. That's how to brush your teeth. Learn how to smile. So that when you meet them, you can know. Amen. When you meet them. And as I'm preaching, there are people already, if I had, I would take, I'll carry you to my chair because you're already smiling. You've been smiling now since I started like this woman, this lady here. Smiling, smiling, smiling. She even looks like somebody who lives in my church. <laughs> Some of you, when I see when I see you, I'm looking at the time. <laughs> Hurry up and let's go. Do you get it? So that's what the persona system is. It's person based, friends based. So you are more interested in the person, not in data. The data that you send, but don't let the person sense that because of data. Nobody wants to be part of statistics. Are you getting it? It should be your friend. To do it every every and when we meet personal leaders, you see, because it's random selected, some of them are not matured, so not all of them can. But gradually, we are people are being trained to become leaders. When we had a camp, we were shocked. We just asked, we just um, announced a camp. So many people were there in November. So many people came just because of this person, this person, that person. Now they all feel like we are important. We have to go for the camp, so they are being trained. So this is one of the very powerful ways. Thank you. You may take your seat. Or oh, you won't clap for them. Now I've seen a lot of you are smiling. I didn't know that I didn't know you could smile like that. But we were smiling, so I'm crying. I'm hard to cry. Do you see? So please show yourself friendly. Do you get it? Let people be able to come to you 
let your friend. But as I told you, you, you are there are bound, boundaries for the friends because we are we are not too sure. Even the five people we are giving to you, some of them when you, one day I, I saw some small girl and her friends, I said, "Yeah, dangerous." Anytime they ask you for anything, we tell them, tell your pastor. Tell your pastor. Because the friends may not necessarily be in your basanta. You see, the friends are randomly selected. So tell your pastor. Your pastor will now go and know that this particular boy or girl is from this center, this basanta, this, this, this. And they will now go straight. Because one of the things they are likely to do is ask you for money, ask you for this. As I learned to learn this silver and good have I none. But such as I have, I give. I give love. Agape. Do you get it? And leave that one to us. Do you get it? If they come, they ask you anything. Because what happened? That people now go and give them money. You are not come to tell me to go and retrieve your money for you. I didn't tell you that you come and do um, microfinance in the church. Do you get it? So when they come, leave that one. Because everybody has a pastor. So go to the pastor and tell the pastor. Then the pastor will escalate it. But I realize you are not the only person she has collected money from. Collected from everybody. I tell you, realize. You think you are a, what, a philanthropist or you love more than God. And I told somebody something. Say, the person made me feel very bad, Pastor Charlie. My love has gone cold. I don't care for the sheep. I was there when he came. Angry, I said, What has happened? He said, The guy juked him. He said, Okay, next time, too. You think you love more than God. Do you get it? So you don't do so many things. Are you with me? Yes. Wonderful. So the persona thing, if you, if you forget about anything, remember this persona thing. Five, you, can, you may do it, depending on this, you can do it three to one, four to one, whatever. Do you get it? And just let them meet in church. When they, so you, you, when you can say, friend, and make it important. And make people know that they will come for their friends. That's why you have to call them. You say, who are your friends? You see, so maybe I even have to do it every time I teach. I pre- maybe the first 10 minutes, I'm learning something new here. I'll, when I attend it, they won't be happy, but I'll tell them that every time before I preach, the first five minutes is friends' time. So I'll call randomly. I know you are personally that can. Why are your friends? First of all, name your friends. So when you can say, Mark, Mark what? Because every friend must know the full name of the friend. Then where does Mark stay? What does Mark do? Before we now say, is Mark in church? Yes. Where is Mark? Then Mark will stand up. But some of them, one day we say, the parents say, you are my friend. Say, you are not my friend. You are my friend. You are not my friend. So, Mark, I have your name. So, no, you are not my friend. Then we said, come and show us your friend. Then she walked to another, he walked to another person. You know, because we did the changes. He walked to another, because not knowing that, as far as he's concerned, this person, since we gave him the friend, he has never shown any friendly anything. He hasn't called. I said, you are not my friend. It was some way past. Amen. Is it a good thing to do? Wonderful. So, powerful. So, you need to be sure that you know them. 
you just take five minutes break, five to ten minutes break, even your friendship can start from here. How you, so you should practice how to become friends from here. Because you've come here, leaders have met, you don't even know who, yes, I say fixing, you don't know who fixing is. Do you see? I said you don't even know who the person is. So at least when we come, we'll ask you whether you have gotten two friends and you mention their names. Within the five, ten minutes, do all together and let's so we take ten minutes break and we come back. God bless you. Ten minutes, the music will start and we start.